This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. This is more geared towards your athlete, but your everyday blue-collar worker or anyone with aches and pains could use this. This is totally just rub-on. It's superficial stuff. You don't ingest it. You don't smoke it. There's less than 1% THC, so you will not get high as well. So use it if you have aches and pains. It works. Trust me. And if you're into nerd culture and you like collectibles, go visit firstroll.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. This is a Canadian company I love to support each and every week. Based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, everything you see there is in Canadian funds. So to all you American listeners, it's a little bit cheaper rate. And yes, obviously, they ship down to you guys. And they update daily. So they got everything from wrestling figures, comic books, sign memorabilia, sports figures, anything you could literally think of, cards, anything literally and like i said they update daily so you could go visit them literally every day and if you want to support me directly please visit my t public store at tpublic.com or if you scroll down on your device it's embedded right there in today's description click on the link takes you directly to my merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to pillows to travel mugs anything you need or want even covid masks is now available there please protect yourself and protect others but if you do not want to support me monetarily it is totally understandable during these hard times the easiest thing you could do to support me literally it's free takes you two seconds rate subscribe review on all major platforms especially apple Podcasts, stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. radio so this week's guest is a twitch streamer a podcaster nerdcore hip-hop artist Teacher, rapper, hero, the one, the only, Mega Ran. Yo, what's going on, man? What's up? How are you today, my friend? Uh, I'm good. Trying to stay out of this heat here in the in the desert of Arizona, but um, also trying to avoid the COVID that's going around out here big time. So uh, it's been a challenge to stay productive and busy, but also get out of the way of all the, the dangers 
And I could only imagine, again, being here in Canada, it's totally different. Our numbers are very low. Like, I think just in the city of Toronto alone, we're getting less, we're under 150 cases per day now. And I think the death rate is like, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of my ass, but maybe around 10 or 15 a day. So that's not too bad in the big scheme of things, right? Well, yeah, we're, that's pretty good. we're seeing the news, especially in Florida, you got like thousands and thousands of people dying daily. And it's like, wow, that's just, I could only imagine what you guys are going through. Yeah, it's really scary, man. Uh, we just, we gotta get our numbers down. So I think they're going to start shutting down again and uh, just get people to, to pay attention. I feel like, I don't know. It's so hard to tell Americans what to do, man. That's really what it is. Right. Like we don't, we don't like hearing anybody say what to do. So I, I dare I say we have too much freedom sometimes. So the fact that it's still a choice for people, uh, you know, people are still going to fuss. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it together, man. Uh, this won't last forever, but right. right now it does feel like it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, before we get into everything you've done and do, because we got a lot of shit in common, so I can't wait to get into everything. What have you been doing to keep busy during this time? Because obviously you're not touring, you're not doing anything of that sort. So what's been keeping you busy or sane, so to speak? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, i just been picking up new new skills, new hobbies, man. I've been playing video games, which isn't a new hobby, but playing games that I haven't played before sure. or just that i haven't played in a while i got into streaming heavy like i was already streaming like when i would go on tour i would set up my little webcam and okay. record the shows live right. but now i'm uh i'm doing a music show every week every wednesday i do a music oh, nice. uh, uh, like a variety show called random house studios okay where i'll bring in you know musicians comedians whatever and then they'll talk or do their thing so that's what dope and so learning how to run that is like basically being your showrunner, the, the opening act, the DJ, the sound guy, the, the, the ticket taker. Like I'm literally everything now. So right. I just added more hats. That's really what I did. And um, so now, man, I work probably 10 times harder than I did on a normal day. Oh, shit. But uh, it's just because I'm just learning new stuff constantly, you know. And do you find it being a chore and you want to get back to normal or could you see yourself doing this forever? <laughs> Whoa, man, I can't sit at my desk forever, dude. This is like really, it's kind of depressing, man. Like okay. I've, I've never been the guy, even when I was teaching, I didn't sit at my desk. I never yeah. sat still, you know, I'm always oh, okay. moving around. And like, so now to get stuff done at the computer, you got to sit at the computer. So it really drives me crazy. Yeah, I just I got imagine. a pedal, a uh, desk pedal okay. that goes underneath my desk where mm-hmm. I can pedal and like move my feet while i'm wow. on the computer right uh so you know i'm trying to i was just putting that together today because it gives me something to do instead of just sitting still and you know legs get all cramped up and you know when you finally get up you're like oh man <laughs> you feel like an old man bones crackling right so so yeah i just wanted to keep myself moving even though i'm sitting down so that's what the pedal's for Ooh. and that's been helping out a lot what about creating music? Are you set up to do it from home? Are you able to do anything like that of sort? Yeah, I got a I got a set up at the house, so I'm still able to record like scratch vocals. But I really love going into the studio. Of course, that's my favorite place to be. So if I can't be in the studio, then I don't feel right. So luckily, my my studio guy still gets me in once a week. Uh, he makes sure everything is disinfected and clean. <laughs> And, and everything it is it's good but i i got what did i get for uh for the mac i got logic okay and uh and logic lets you do everything man you can make right. beats on it you can record so i edit my podcasts on it and i um 
and I record scratch vocals, and then I take them to the big studio when it's time to do the real song. Okay, so obviously we're talking about music. So the thing you're most known for is being a rapper, right? So for people who don't know, because a lot of people, even myself, before I was introduced to it, I think I heard it on another podcast, even the terminology, nerdcore. For people who don't know what this is, can you explain it in just a few words? Well, I would say nerdcore, when it's, when it's like followed by hip-hop, it means hip-hop music that is uh, just written from a nerd's point of view or things that people generally consider to be nerdy. Okay. Um, but but that, there's a bit of a gray area with that because people are nerdy about everything. Right. I'm nerdy about freaking sports, you know, or comic books True. as well as, you know, um, all kinds of stuff as well as video games, anime, and all that. So I don't necessarily want people to think nerdcore is just, you know, rapping about things that people like are for geeks but it's actually just about whatever you're passionate about you know and when you first started did you start as nerdcore or did you actually try to be a regular hip-hop artist so to speak no i discovered the term later you know i was making what people consider to be regular or traditional rap right and then um i heard uh no no one day i got an idea to make a song about my favorite video game which was mega man and so i wrote a rap about Mega Man and uh and then another one and then I made a whole album and then someone else told me like yo this is nerdcore and I was like what the <laughs> hell is that and um so then I started looking it up and I found this guy named YT Cracker um oh. who was like literally like a hacker turned rapper oh shit and so he raps about like all the places he's hacked and stuff sure. like that and so he called himself a digital gangster wow. so so whereas where <laughs> you know gangsters are like you know, doing gangster things. Digital gangsters are doing online gangster things, you know? So it's like, yo, man, I could drain your whole account if you mess with me, you know? (laughs) That kind of, that's digital gangster stuff. So it's a whole different world. So like, I started listening to that and I was like, wow, there's, there's a whole lot of like people doing this. And so I started meeting them at shows. I started getting booked for gigs. Um, I guess that was 2007. Okay. Um, and like Comic Con would, would invite out nerd rappers, oh. and uh, and then I just started meeting more and more people, and then that was it. I started playing at conventions all over the world, and um, and I, I still consider myself a traditional hip hop artist. You know, I make rap songs about anything. Like uh, I'm writing a new album right now that's about basically about 2020 and how it's the worst year ever. <laughs> so oh, <wow>. nice. <laughs> so you know, it's not anything nerdy per se about it, but it's right. just talking about the real. And, uh, and so that's what I'm working on now. So it's like, I don't like, and I think that's the one thing that any artist probably wouldn't want to be, uh, pigeonholed as, you know, it's like, oh, you, you, you make this one kind of music, right. you know, like Steve, I'm sure you wouldn't want to be, oh, you're a sports podcast. Like, no, not necessarily, right. you know, Thank because you. you talk to all people from all types, all walks of life. So it's not, you know, you're never one thing. You know, and, and I think being one thing to a creative is almost like a death sentence. Mm. You know, like don't just don't tell me that I only do this thing because I do all types of things. You know, that makes so sense. yeah. So I feel like with me, I, I like to consider I'm a hip hop artist, but I am a nerd, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, I'm proud of that. There you go, and yeah, we're gonna get into it because your most recent album is not nerd core at all, and we'll get into that. But before we get yeah. there. What, when did you know you had the gift to rap, so to speak? Ooh, well, it's funny because I didn't think about it then, but uh, music was kind of 
in my head there was always i always had a song and a tune in my head okay. and uh and when i heard music i was always doing that thing that kids do like re like changing words to put your own name into the song or sure. something like that um but when video games came around i was i would hum the tunes but i would also put words to those tunes okay. so i'd be like here i go right into the mushroom kingdom and all that you know you know what i mean like so putting words to the melody was something i was doing when i was seven or eight you know and not really thinking about it but then um and later uh, i got into hip-hop and i felt like that was the best way to express myself you know and uh and even then i wasn't thinking about putting together like oh i'm gonna rap but i want to rap about a game no it wasn't that it was like i'm just gonna rap Mm. but i might make a reference to a game because that's what inspired me, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, so yeah, it was like from the beginning, I was always referencing games, comics. You know, my first name was Random, which came from an X X Force character by the name of Random, okay. who was able to like shapeshift. Oh, and okay. so he and I was like, that's what I want to be as a rapper. Sure. I want to be able to shapeshift. Like this guy <laughs> could change it in anything. Makes so sense. I wanted to change it in anything. You know, that was my thing. So yeah, it was always been a part of who I was. But yeah, they come around to I think mm, that was the '90s when like hip hop really became a big thing for me. But at the same time, comics were just as big for me. Right. Well, and I'm sure you went through these hassles too when you first started because nerd culture wasn't so to speak cool at the time, right? So did you oh, get yeah. any backlash? Did you get from the again so called traditional hip hop artists? Like, what, what are you doing? Get out of here! Oh, absolutely. I got, oh, get out of here. Oh, that's, that's whack. That's corny. Like, this is stupid. Like, what are you doing? You know, you're a nerd, you're a geek. Uh, My friends even told me like, yo, you can't be referencing that stuff. Like, it was almost like they didn't want people to know that we were into the stuff. And I was just like, what do you mean? Like, we all sit around and trade comic books and and we we collect the Marvel cards. Like, what are you talking about? But they didn't want to mention, they didn't want me to mention that stuff in the music. And um, like, it had to be separate. Right. Like this is just a, a secret life, you know, and uh, and I didn't understand that. But, yeah, man, I had people and I had to like fight, like sometimes literally fight, you know, because of the things that I enjoyed. Oh, here's the kid that likes comics. Let's go beat him up, you know, mm-hmm. and you got to run off and stuff, sure. you know. So it's yeah, it's been a fight, you know, for a lot of my my you know adolescence. And uh, it's it's a good thing to see like that nerd culture is accepted now. And now it's like it's pop culture. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And that's what makes it awesome. So, okay, let's talk about your recent album because I want to go down a rabbit hole after with your video games and wrestling because everyone knows I, those are like my two favorite things in the world. So, right. okay, let's talk about the most recent album. I, I listened to the whole thing like two or three times today, actually, before we went on. And it just... I talking about two hands up? Exactly, two All hands right. up. And that was with Young RG, obviously, or RJ, sorry. And it, like I said, it was phenomenal. I'm into 90s and 2000s hip-hop i'm stuck in that bubble that's when i grew up like most people so, are so so am i <laughs> okay there you go so you know what i mean and this brought me back to that time because back then not like today i hate to say it i don't want to be one of those old guys but back then some not some majority of the songs had meaning had something behind it you yeah. know what i mean and every time i kept hearing a new track over and over it was like this is bringing me back and now it's like this is what's missing almost, so to speak, from today's hip-hop. Again, sounding like an old man, because I understand the youngins like what they like, and that's what's in, yeah. right? But what gave you the inspiration to come up with all these different tracks? Because like I said, from top to bottom, every single track has some sort of meaning in it. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's crazy because we wrote it like maybe six, seven, eight months ago. Sure. But um, it's just what what was happening at the time. Like, uh, you know, and it's unfortunately still happening now. Right. But there was a lot in the news, you know. There was a lot about, you know, uh, just injustice and a lot of, like, black death. Yeah. And a lot of, like, really, really, like, sad stories were coming out. Mm. And, um, and I realized that I had never really spoke to that or from that perspective, you know, as a you know i'm a nerd i'm a rapper i'm a man i'm a husband you know all these things but i've never really spoken as a black man and uh and i felt like this was something that maybe subconsciously i kind of like omitted you know it was like i didn't necessarily feel like i had to talk about that because you know you can look at me and see but uh but i just felt like it was time to speak from that perspective mainly to my audience and as well as to anyone else who was listening to be like yo this is how we're processing these things you know like don't just think that you know we're okay we're fine like no we need to talk about them so it was kind of like my therapy you know like i don't have a diary so it's the rap <laughs> it's the rap book you know what i'm saying like that's what it is and uh, that's what i wanted to do i wanted to get it out uh, i said something like that in the song you know just like can't a, can't uh i don't know can't can't afford a therapist so i'll put it in a verse or something like that sure. you know <laughs> so yeah it's, it's the truth like i just wanted to speak from that perspective about the world and uh and also be positive like the the change that i wish to see and it's, I, I got to talk about those things too um so it's not all like negative but you know a lot of it was what i was seeing you know so black is beautiful was something for example that i wasn't seeing right. so uh so let me ask you a question Go for it. If I can. Of course. What, uh, any favorite tracks on it so far? What do you What do you think? I got two. I'm going to go with my least favorite first and then my favorite last. Okay, so one of my favorites is Pressure. Just because of the beat, again, being from the 90s and 2000s, that is such a perfect beat to just chill, relax to. Like, you know what I mean? You could bump it. You yeah. could get hype off it. You could. Re- it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it had everything. And then my favorite, because of the meaning behind it, is Algorithm. Because mm. I'm going through the same struggles as you, you were saying. Mm. And it's like, you post something about a wedding, you get 100 likes. But then you post something about your art, you get two. It's like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I try not to, I, you know, any creator knows, like, you can't you can't create for the numbers. Right. And you, you probably shouldn't even look at them. Well, you, I think you do. You should look at them. Well, you but you shouldn't to. let that affect your what you create. So, just the other day, man, I was just looking through all of my instagram post like oh let's see what's got the most likes of the last two years of course wedding you know what i mean uh wedding and wedding and wedding anniversary was one and two okay and i was just like dang over two years like that was it like not any of the albums any of the art any of the cool interviews i've done any of the cool songs like the stuff that i took a whole lot of time on but then (laughs) i realized that like you know i put a lot of time into marriage too but um People love love, you know, so that's cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would be wor- it would be sad if they didn't. You know, if I put up a wedding pic and got two likes, then yeah, it might be time to get off social media or find new friends. But, um, but yeah, like people just love love, and and, and I think that that's the encouraging side of it to be like, dang, at least people like to hear good news. You know, like that's you think true. you think so sometimes that people are so obsessed with bad news. You know. <laughs> That if I posted somebody died or I posted that something as bad is happening or this COVID's taking over, right. you know, that's what people want to hear. Not all the time. People enjoy good news. So that's what that taught me. But at the same time, I was like, dang, man, like, 
nothing that I created has entertained you as much as this for I feel you. the past two years. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm spilling my heart and soul. You know. So, <laughs> but you know, but we got to realize that we're fighting the robots. We're not fighting our friends, our listeners, our supporters. True. You know. We are, we are, it's, it's a fight against the robots and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very frustrating as a, as a creator. So, but I vow to never let it, you know, affect my creations. You know what I'm saying? The moment I start creating for the numbers or for the algorithm, right. then like I lost, you know? And that makes complete sense. And now I got to ask you a question. Do you think that it's easier for people to like love because they could experience that and not everyone's successful? Like creators and stuff so that's why maybe they don't want to like it because it, it's almost as if they're looking in the mirror and be like fuck i could have done this if i just would have put my note like you know what i mean it's almost like a big f you sort of well i guess people could have got married too if they really wanted to I guess. um i think the algorithm just doesn't show people everything you know like it depends like certain websites are created to keep you on them you know what i mean social sites True. are created to keep you there so if I tell you to go to wherever you get your podcast from to go listen to the podcast, right. they're you know Facebook's going to be like, oh man, you want them to leave us? <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's slow that that reach down a little bit, you know. Right. Like, so I, I think that's really what it is. Is like you got to be slick, you got to be sneaky. Sure. Now you got to put the links in the comments. You got to right. put the links in the bios. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. kinds of crazy extra stuff <laughs> because these sites don't want you to leave. You know, That's it's true. like you walk into the, like when I used to go shopping with my mom, hmm. you know, it was like, oh, I know this is going to be a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the moment, like, we think we're about to leave, what's at the front, you know, right as you check out? It's all the little trinkets and the, right. you know, the quick snacks and the, all the other things that, oh, oh, get this too, get this too <laughs> while you're here. Because now, you know, you're about to leave. So they're like, it's your last chance to get you to make an impulsive buy. Right. So. Yeah, man, it's a lot like that with Facebook and, uh, and you know, other social sites. So I don't think it's people choosing to not support you. I think a lot of times people just don't see it, man. I stream every day That's and I'll sit true. in front of a game or a DJ for two, three hours. Sure. And somebody will come in every day. It never fails. Uh -oh. And they'll be like, man, I didn't know you streamed. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I've been doing this every day Whoa. for the past three months right and like no matter what every day i'm on somebody's like yo i didn't know you did this that's cool <laughs> you know and i don't think it's their ignorance you know sometimes again if i went to facebook and told them to come to twitch right facebook's gonna be like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. don't don't leave yet <laughs> so it's you know it I, I don't blame the people it's definitely the powers that be that are you know set up to to retain your 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 attention so yeah. it's cool but you just got to fight against this it. like really literally swimming upstream you know but yeah, we we have to as a creator we have to welcome that challenge and try to figure out ways around it it's true because i find it it gives me more motivation i hate to say it sometimes but the hatred i turn into motivation well maybe i shouldn't say that's a bad thing because instead of going out and causing hatred myself i'm turning it around making a motivation so then putting something out which makes me happy because now i know i did, I did a good job so i guess it's absolutely you know what i mean it's full circle but okay before we get into some more nerd shit obviously i said you're influenced by the 90s and 2000s and you agree that's all you listen to as well what are your, some of your favorites what are your some of what's your go-to album if you had to because again this is going back so we're, we're talking about well, albums uh i don't know if i have one but 
there's a few that I revisit probably every year. Um, Beastie Boys first album, License to Ill. Oh, okay, that's early '90s. Um, or Beastie Boys in general, but first two albums for sure. Um, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Midnight Marauders. That was like '93, '94. Right. And um, Public Enemy, A Nation Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Uh, still, I think best rap album ever. Um, Nas, uh, Illmatic, it was written. Um, and uh, if I had to pick something in the, a little later, The Roots, uh, Illadelph oh. Half Life, those are some of my favorites. I'm from Philly, so some oh, okay. of The Roots, and they're a big, uh, big influence on me. So, uh, but yeah, those are some of the records I go back to like constantly. Now, you released an album, I'm assuming it was influenced by Biggie. So, uh, are you a fan of Biggie, or is it just an homage to him? <laughs> oh, absolutely a big fan. Biggie's the greatest ever to rap. Okay, there um, you go. <laughs> in my opinion, I think uh, storytelling especially, man, I just really always loved his stories. Right. Like, he was a guy who could, like, keep an engaging story. Um, and I'm big on dates and, and memorials and, mm. and anniversaries. I'm very big on that. I think that we shouldn't forget our, like, legends and people that have passed before us. I'm very big on legacy. Okay. And so... I'm always like, man, don't forget this guy. So on his birthday, I'll do this thing, you know what I mean, to remember mm-hmm. him. Or, you know, everything I've done for the most part, the date, if it's been a dedication to something, the date has also been a dedication. So I released that on the day, not the day he was born, but the day he passed away. Okay. And and then, um, but yeah, like, I think it's important to just remember great people, you know, and uh, try to give them their, their respect due. Because so many people are inspired, influenced by Biggie. You know, so I just went back in. We resampled a lot of the tracks, had a lot of fun. Actually, producer on that is from Toronto, uh, Fresh Kills. He's won a bunch of the, um, what are those things called? Junos? Junos, yes, sir. Yeah, he's won a a couple Junos. Nice. Um, He's really dope, man. Just an incredible beat maker, uh, live performer as well. And I went to Toronto with him to record. So we were up there on a snowy day um, having fun and recording. That was a good time. Oh, that's sick. Okay, so let's get back to some nerd shit. The ones I think of off the top, these are some of my favorites. And then you could either... Okay, I actually, how about this? I'll name some off, and then you could tell me which one is your favorite that you've done so far up to date, if you can. Okay. And it doesn't need to mean that it's... Maybe it could be because you're a point in your life somewhere or whatever. It doesn't have to be necessarily the best, because I'm sure it's subjective as well to some people, right? Hard to pick from my kids, you know? Like, that's the Right? <laughs> You know, that would be like asking you, what's your favorite episode of your podcast? You know what I mean? You'd be like, yo, oh. I, I put my all into all of them. You know but what? That's I don't know. Right. What's your favorite interview, though? Like the one you've done where you're like, okay, I nailed it. It was super dope. And it was the most fun you ever had. You know what? I'm going to go with nostalgic and because I was a huge fan and I never thought I could ever talk to this person. And that would be Ken Anderson. That was one of my favorites. Mm, okay. Mr. Anderson. Yes, sir. Nice. Okay. Dope. Dope. He's a legend. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Let's make this about you. No one cares about me. <laughs> okay. So some of my favorite, because I'm a huge fan, was the Stranger Things one. So the Stranger album, obviously, because again, the '80s beat. I love it. And now with the weekend doing what he's doing with '80s beat, it's just bringing it back. And I just love that sort of. Again, it just makes you just. And I'm doing it here. No one could see it. It sways you back and forth. Like you know what I mean. So that's yep. one of them. Um, we already touched on Biggie, but Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. I because that line is infamous right mm-hmm. the Mandalorian is another one because i'm a huge mandalorian fan 
Nice. T-U-R-T-L-E Power. That's another <laughs> one. Oh, gosh. Shout out to Cloth and Pop who hit me up with that. He's like, yo, I want to do a cover. And I was like, man, a cover song? Like, who do you think I am? A freaking, you know, cover band? Like, I don't do that. And he's like, I think it'll be fun. It's Turtle Power. Like, it's a classic song that, like, gets so overlooked. Partners in Crime. Like, nobody talks about Partners in Crime. Um, and that it was one dude, even though it's called Partners. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't understand it. But anyway, um, classic song. So now I know every single word of that song. I mean, I think I knew it back then, too. Right. And Turtles, the first Turtles movie is like one of the best movies of all time. So had to do it. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up is because I actually just watched it on Netflix because they just re- released them all mm-hmm. up here in Canada. And I watched it and I was like, oh, nice. and you actually had a track to that. And then this one, you just dropped a tweet about the X-Men theme. Oh yeah, um, I've only done a little bit with the X Men thing. Well, okay. I've I released it on Patreon, uh, so a lot of those songs, at least from the ones you mentioned too. Like when I do a special dedication, it's usually it starts as like a Patreon or Discord discussion group with like right. my community, and we're talking about. And I'm like, hey, I like Stranger Things. Do you think a Stranger Things album would sound good? And then they're like, yeah, man, but you got to do it on those synthwave type beats and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. So I found a bunch of producers and got to work. Um, but yeah, a lot of those ideas start just just polling the community. Like, oh, all right, okay. I like this thing a lot. Now, yeah. do you think this would be a cool idea to, to pursue for a song? Sure. And then a lot of times, they most times, they just say, yeah. Like, they're very uh, encouraging. So... Um, so a lot of them will end up if I, if it's like a sample issue where I'm like oh I can't do this like the X Men thing is a very blatant sample of the theme right. that I don't want to get sued for <laughs> so so it goes it's not for sale like it goes to a place where I can give it away for free sure. um, so yeah I, I had a lot of fun with that the Stranger Things album I did that in three days wow um, it was right before the season two was about to come out okay. and I was like I gotta get this done <laughs> and I I locked myself in the studio and got it done. And then uh, Millie Bobby Brown, 11, tweeted about it. Oh, wow. And, and uh, it was crazy. She DM'd nice. me. We're kind of buddies. You know? Well, we're, there we're you go. And we're, we're not buddies. But we tweeted like three times to each other. And, uh, and <laughs> she's counts. like, I really love this. I love rap so much. You know, yeah. she's telling me that. And I was like, oh, cool, you know. So, yeah, man. Um, she was telling me that one of the other kids is in a band and all these other, like, cool things. So, yeah, we, nice. we've had some chats. And uh, I, that's... You know, things that I wouldn't have expected have happened, you know, where, like, the actual cast, here's this thing that you create. Like, that was dope. Yeah, because I was going to ask, because obviously being a Star Wars fan as well, did anyone reach out from from Disney or anything after you dropped that? Does anyone have word of it? No, I've tried to get it to the the, uh, composer. Right. who did a great job. I think it was uh, Ludwig Göransson. Okay. Um, so good. Yes. And, um, and when I started messaging him about it, he was working on... Uh, something else like a bigger thing you know like like guys like that just go from one thing to the next like i don't even know how they do it but it's like (laughs) all right i'll do mandalorian and then i'm gonna go do freaking i don't know it's like a movie or something so yeah so yeah those guys are super busy but i i hadn't heard anything from anybody at disney uh i would love to because i'm super proud of that song i think i killed it uh rifty beats made the beat and nailed it like Um, You know, I love it. And the show was phenomenal, man. I can't wait for the next season. Yeah, no, you know what? That's the only reason why I got Disney Plus and why I still have Disney Plus, to tell you the truth. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Uh, My wife still watches, uh, she watches Coco on like every other night. 
that and like Sound of Music, I think. But uh, other than that, and we're trying, we're watching all the Toy Story movies. Now. Oh, okay. But uh, but other than that, I just got it for Mandalorian. <laughs> what was that thing they just dropped on there? Actually, that's uh, uh, Broadway play. What, what was it called? Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. That's it. I Hamilton. guess that's another thing on there. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you like hip hop and you like plays, you're gonna really love it. You know, really? okay. it, it's very like high level rap. As far as like skill is involved in it, like oh, wow. I went into it as kind of skeptical. I honestly okay. did. I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> this could be really gimmicky. This could right. be really silly. But you know, it's really good. It's not factual. Uh, I think a lot of the historical stuff has been like shot down. Right. So don't go into it thinking you're gonna get a real history lesson because uh, it's not. But it's good rap and it's a really good story. So now, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because when I was in New York, we were supposed to go see it, but then we're stupid um, tourists that didn't think ahead and to actually reserve seats. So we thought we were just going to get uh, seats, and I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, these things are on reserve for like two months uh, from now. Like you know so what I mean? You're going to walk into the biggest <laughs> right? Broadway play like in, in the last ten years, just the day of. Like, oh, let me just go up to the window and pick up that ticket. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, let's transition into some video games because there's a lot of tracks in there and I'm a huge video game. And again, I've had a ton of people in the video game industry on as well. First and foremost, actually, let's touch on this because I had Mike Herman on from Retromania Wrestling. What's your involvement with them? Because every time they drop a few clips, they have your sound, uh, your music on there and everything. Are you going to be involved in the soundtrack or anything? Are you working with them? Uh, shout out to Mike. Um, he hit me up. I don't know if it was from Twitter. He found me. And uh, but once I found out the game was a like a spiritual sequel to WrestleFest, which is my favorite wrestling game of all time, uh, I knew that I wouldn't be involved. And I think he tweeted some of my music, and I was like, "Dude, I want to, I want to get involved. I want to help. I don't care how." Oh, nice! And so he messaged me and was like, "Well, would you like to write a theme song?" And I'm <laughs> like, "Yes." <laughs> so I so I gave him two songs okay. that he can use for the soundtrack. Hopefully, they'll be like title screen or whatever or menu screen music. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. And then. You know, then he was like, as a thank you, like, as I put out these tra- these trailers and previews, I want to use your other songs as background music, like your mm. wrestling songs. And I'm like, oh, sure. I was like, is it weird if, if it's like a wrestling song about a person who's not in the game? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a Dusty Rhodes song <laughs> sure. or something that yeah, comes yeah. on during Road Warriors. Um, I don't know. And he's like, nah, man, whatever. I just want to use your music. And I was like, cool. So uh, I got to play it at PAX. That was like the last big event we did before COVID shut everything That's down. That's right, yeah. Uh, PAX East, I got a chance to play it with the Blue Meanie, oh, which wow. was really awesome. Like, me and him played each other. He beat right. me twice. <laughs> um, so I owe you, Meanie. Meanie, I owe you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it was super fun. And Mike's a really good guy. Yeah, and, um, of course. yeah, I can't wait till this game comes out, man. It's supposed to come out this month, I think. Yeah, I think they pushed it back because they want to air out everything. And obviously, because of COVID, that's not been helping anyone's cause as well. So expect literally yeah. everything in the entertainment business to be put. Like only movies are starting to come out. I'm finally starting watching commercials again for movies. Because when was the last time you saw a commercial for a movie, right? Yeah, it's been a while. I think they were just like, they ran out of things. Like so many shows I watched where they were like, oh, it's a wrap. You know, I was really into One Day at a Time. And oh, uh, yeah, I like what they one. did because the most recent episode they did an animated special. Oh wow! Um, okay. And like, it's a great episode about right. like about some like they have some family members that are Trump supporters and they're coming to visit, and it's extremely well done. Mm. Like about like politics in America, and um, but yeah, I was like, you can't do that every week. You know, you can't just bring in a whole <laughs> animation crew and be like, all right, let's get to work. You know, unless you're South Park, but 
this was a very well drawn, you know, thing. And um, and so that happened maybe a month ago, and then they haven't had an episode since. So hopefully they're working on somehow some way to do it again. But I thought that was a real creative way to be like, all right, our show has to continue, right. and we can't get together, so let's just draw it, you know. So that was cool. No, that is pretty cool. No kidding. Okay, back to video games again. So what's your fascination with Mega Man? Hmm. Man, it's the music. Honestly, it was the music. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the music got me first, man. I rented Mega Man 2. Uh, Classic. Yeah, I rented it, and I, I just couldn't get enough of the music. And I'm just, <laughs> you know, just like humming it and singing it. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so good. And the gameplay is great, but it was a really hard game. But I just remembered like, the music. And one of the cool things they did, I think, that helped the music get kind of stuck in my head was when you paused the game, mm. the music kept playing. And that was one of the That's only right. games where I saw that happen. And it would pause, and it would still be going. So then I would just grab my little recorder and sit it next to the TV. like, <laughs> And then I would just hit record, and right. I would tape the music. And okay. then i put it on a cassette, put it in my Walkman, and go to school with that on. Right. And, uh, and man, like that was it. I was just obsessed with the music. That's and that's, that's really what it was for me. And then later on, the gameplay, of course, but, but it was the music for me that like rocked my world. Now, do you still enjoy playing Mega Man and the soul harshness of it? Because I tried to go back, honestly, because I, I had the... The, the mini whatever and i also got the um, the collection on ps4 i went oh, back yeah. and i was so like hard. i remember as a friggin 10 year old literally clearing from start to finish part one two three and four yeah right i go to play part one i can't even get to dr wiley anymore uh, yeah it's oh god uh, it's so hard like i'm just like man how did i have the timing to right? handle these back in the day because now like i have no skills like, i can't do this <laughs> okay i can't jump on time i can't run i can't yes. i'm missing everything so like i think once you get older you lose that timing that you had as a kid because not to say i was like running through it as a kid right. but at least i would learn it and get better at it but now yes. like oh my gosh i was streaming every monday i do mega man streams i do mega man monday okay and man this guy did a super cut of all the times that i died <laughs> in the game <laughs> Oh, God, it's so funny. I died like 60 times on one stage because it was like, this Whoa. is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I'm like, all right, you don't have to keep recording this. And it's just like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, so what about, okay, so you've helped with Retromania Wrestling. Any other video games you've lent your vocals or beats to? A um, couple of indie games or mobile games. I've done music for Cannabalt. Uh, did some music for um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which oh, is on okay. Switch. Yeah. Some others. Um, I've done some. I'm working on like two projects right now that I can't talk about. Um, two game <laughs> projects, so I'm yeah. really excited about that. Um, but yeah, like that's definitely a goal of mine to get more music in, into games. Um, that's something that is like a dream come true. It's like full circle for me. That's like getting right. my music to be a wrestler's theme music, you know, ah, like those okay. are the, the ultimate like achievements for a guy like me. You know, I was able to do that. I do a uh, TJP's music uh, when he does new Japan stuff. Oh, okay. Now uh, he comes out to a song of mine um, impact. He has a different song cause they gave right. him one. But um, so, but yeah, whenever he does anything by himself where he can control it, he'll play the song I did for him. Um, we did a song for AEW and a few others. Um, but yeah, like I think gaming though is where 
I, I want to be. Like, I want to be mm. able to soundtrack. Oh, it did Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, that's right. I'm, yeah, on, I'm that. on a soundtrack of that, yes, the yes. new Mortal Kombat 11, uh, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, I get. I seem to get, like, one or two of those every few months where they, they kind of pop up where I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to you want some music for your game? I got you. So, uh, but yeah, I would like to do that a lot more often, I think. How about being a character in a game or, like, say, an actual player you could pick in Mortal Kombat? Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, oh, man. I don't even know. I had to think about like what my fatality would be or something. Right. But a secret character would be dope. Even in like a Mega Man game, like if oh, I could true. be like a little sprite character. Sure. That would be dope. Um, there is a... What's that game? Mm, it's like Smash Bros. It's um, Brawlhalla. Okay. Um, they, they've been putting like wrestlers into that. Like oh, I saw Xavier Woods is on it, uh, Becky Lynch, a few others. Amen. Like I would like to be a character in that. That would be fun too. Now, what are you playing currently? What's on your queue? What's on your list? What have you been enjoying well, the most? Today, I'm going to get back into Halo. Oh wow! I've been running through classics, so okay. I've been playing Throwback Thursdays. Is my, my 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 classic game day. There you go. So playing Halo. I'm on Halo Two now. I'm going to try to run through every Halo game, uh, but they're a little harder than I thought. So I'm going to need some help. <laughs> Um, a lot of the old games are. Um, I'm playing Call of Duty. I play some Warzone, uh, NBA 2K, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling. I've been big into. Nice. It's probably my favorite wrestling game. Um, on Switch, I play Animal Crossing. Of course, can't stop. It's just <laughs> addiction. Ridiculous, man. I'm totally hooked. Um, and Mario Maker. I've been into that. Uh. Tetris 99. I play. Um, and I just got. Man, it's a hard, it's a workout of uh, the Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, okay. So I just hooked that up, and it was like a lot tougher than I thought. I did three stages, and I thought I was going to drop, and it was tough. But, um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing these days. Now, what are you looking I'm, forward to? Because Ubisoft just had their conference, Sony had theirs, so the Xbox earlier in the year too. So there's a bunch of stuff um, coming. What do, what's one game, on? man, just one that Which goes one? to Tsushima. Oh, okay. That looks great. I think it's coming out like soon. Yeah, as of this so, recording, it should. Well, when this airs, it'll be out. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm gonna grab that when it comes, and uh, that's gonna be like normally new games. I try to wait, you know, because then you can get them cheaper if you're patient. I'm the same. You way. know what I mean? Yes, give sir. Give it a couple. Give it a week. Give it a month. Like I think it's gonna be on sale. Yep. So first day almost is a bad, always a bad move. Um, so I'm going to wait for last of us too right now. So okay. that's how I feel about that. Like right. uh, I still never finished the first one and it's free on uh PSN. Right. So now it's like, all right, well you might as well play through the free one. And then by that time, when I finish that, this one will be on sale. So yeah, I'm not too quick to jump on a, on a new game. Plus, you know, I like to wait for the reviews and stuff and see what happens, you know, but, um, yeah, ghost of Tsushima is like number one for me. That's I've been cool. waiting for that. I played that at E3 like a year, maybe a year or two ago. Like, that oh, feels wow. like it was a it, Right, that's right. I feel it's like it's been a, been a minute, dude. Yeah, like, I, I'm like, wow, it's finally out. Like, this is exciting. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, now, when did your love for video games start? What's your earliest, mom- like, memory that you have from video games? When I got an Atari 2600 oh, wow. for okay. Christmas. Yeah, I go way back. Nice. And it came with Pac-Man. And I was just playing Pac-Man nonstop. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and um, Pac-Man, Yars Revenge, a bunch of stuff, pole position, and uh, Pitfall. Yes, the, so, yeah, I go back, man. I go way back with video games. As far as my, like, 
as far as like I can remember from birth, like maybe five years old, maybe right. playing video games. So, uh, so yeah, Atari is my 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 jam. Like that's been where it started for me. See, I was never a big Atari fan, maybe because I started with ColecoVision and I always found that ColecoVision had a little bit better graphics than Atari did. So maybe that's why I couldn't go. And especially back then, graphics were everything. Not like today. As long as it's fun, people don't really care. You know what I mean? That's true. My cousin had a ColecoVision, man. And I remember him having, I think, Donkey Kong on that. Of course. And I was like, dude, you got Donkey Kong? (laughs) Like, what? Like, I was so excited to play that at home, you know? And, uh, And yeah, the graphics were really cool. So and the controller it was like that paddle, yes. Like the, like, number, it looked the like a phone. Thing. Yeah, it looked like a phone, <laughs> and uh, it was just ahead of the time, man. So I was like, "This is just the coolest thing ever." Uh, but yeah, I remember ColecoVision. Okay, so now wrestling. When did your love for wrestling start? How about that? Let's start off the bat there. And what came first, <laughs> wrestling or video games? <laughs> no, that might have been the same time. It was both because of my cousin Howie. Mm. Um, I go to his house, and Howie had like he got the best toys. Okay. Because for probably the worst reason, his parents were separated. Oh, so gotcha. you know, so he got two Christmas, two birthdays, you yep. know. And so he would get everything. He'd have a new bike every season. He'd have a new video game every time I came over. New comic books, new video games, new wrestling tapes. And so everything I watched was was with him. All that stuff I consumed. You know, he was about maybe four years older than me, mm. and uh, he would always like show me the ropes and like like turn me into like a big fan and so one day we were um wrestlemania which wrestlemania was it when they had the tournament that four. macho man won four My uh, wrestlemania four was in atlantic city new jersey yes and we lived in philly so we couldn't go but <laughs> philadelphia was such a big wrestling town that you could go to the stadium and watch WrestleMania oh, at the stadium. Okay, gotcha. And and I'm like, I really wish they would still do this stuff. But um, you know, we're like, you could just go into your local stadium, get you know, get concessions and all that, mm-hmm. and sit and watch wrestling with fans. Right. You know. So I thought that was so dope. Um. So yeah, we went and got on the subway and went down to watch WrestleMania. And my guy, Macho Man Savage, won. <laughs> and uh, and that's when I became a huge fan. Like that was it for me. Like you know, I was. I, like it was perfect like my guy won you know and my first event i went to my guy won the whole thing wow. uh, i was a fan for life you know and you know it's funny too again that that's my early memory of wrestling because i my brothers used to like it and they'd have it on and off in the background because i'm way much younger than they are it's like a, a 10 11 year gap right so I, I was actually scared of wrestling at first. I would cry when they would come on because you'd see people slamming each other and then you got George Animal Steel come out with a green tongue. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, he was scary. <laughs> but then when I saw WrestleMania 4 at my cousin's house because he rented it on the double VHS, I was like, oh, my God, what is this spectacle in front of me? And then I was hooked. Game over. Yes. <laughs> Then after that, yeah, every weekend I was like, "Can we rent a new wrestling tape? Right? Can we rent a tape?" <laughs> and every that we watched the old WrestleManias. We watched, you know, every every wrestling thing they had. Then I discovered NWA. Oh wow! And, um, okay. You know all that cool stuff and their pay per views, and they had blood, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Yo, Ric Flair's bleeding! This is so real!" You know, like yeah. I just, oh man, it blew my mind. See, that's what I thought of ECW as a teenager because we didn't oh, get the God. NWA up here in Canada unless you had a, one of those big satellite dishes that looked like it was like a launch station that needed to move and you needed to wait five <laughs> minutes to change stations. <laughs> <laughs> right wow. so we didn't get it we was strictly wwf and i guess obviously like stampede and all those other stuff that was up here in canada right 
So we didn't get that. Like our first exposure to it was once WCW Nitro was on and stuff, and then ECW too. So that just blew our minds up here. Tell you the oh, truth, man. ECW was happening in Philly, and I was in Philly, That's and nuts. um, I couldn't go see it because my mom was like, "Oh, there's no <laughs> way you are going to watch this." Like, look at these crazy fools in this crowd, <laughs> right? And you know that, that made me afraid of South Philly. That's where there where it was is in South Philly, and we we're like, "Oh, maybe they're just." rowdy in south philly <laughs> like, so we just never went <laughs> no it was nuts because i had uh carrie silken on the show too former roh owner and he used to go to the ecw shows all the time and he even said if you look back at the old tapes you'll see him literally at every taping there and he's like yeah that wow. was pretty freaking crazy and that guy's been literally everywhere around the world right <laughs> oh yeah super nice guy too i met him at roh when i did the um super card oh, and uh very friendly no, he is. He's, he's one of those nice guys, which is odd in wrestling as being, I guess, an owner slash promoter at one point, right? Yeah, you, you assume they're like the worst guys. But like, I remember him coming up to me, shaking my hand, just like, hey, and I was just like, oh, man, wow, okay, cool. That was nice. <laughs> well, let's talk about it then. Your involvement with ROH slash New Japan at Madison Square Garden, obviously. How the fuck was that feeling? <laughs> Like Dude, walking that was... down that aisle, getting that pop initially, mm. but obviously then everyone knows what ended up happening. And obviously, oh, yeah. you could talk shit about Bully Ray if you want to. It's all up to you. <laughs> Dude, there's no feeling in the world like that, man. I played in crowds and stages all over the world, man. Right. But a wrestling audience, there's just nothing like it. And to come out at Madison Square freaking Garden, like this is just the most insane thing ever right. but um I, i'll go back a little bit so sure. i don't know i got shot my manager jeff i think i just asked him like yo man reach out to roh like i live in phoenix there mm. they were doing a show in vegas i was like i want to come out and see the show sure. and um he reached out and somehow they start talking about me doing a song for them and uh they were like you know we're going to madison square garden it's a really big thing our theme is going to the garden mm -hmm. if you could write a song for us i think that would be dope and I was like, okay. <laughs> so wrote the song. Right. Then they were like, hey, how about you come to Vegas and perform it? And I was like, okay. And they're like, but here's the thing. Bully Ray's going to interrupt you. <laughs> like, Wait, what? I get like a storyline? Like, right? So I, I just couldn't believe it. And um, man, it was it was like a dream come true, man. Like I've been watching wrestling my whole life. And like I never thought I'd be in that ring. Like I'd been in the ring. Uh, for WWE doing like extra work. Oh, okay. You know, so doing um, the New Day and Usos rap battle. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm one of the fools in the back dancing around. Okay. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> and, and that was Xavier just hooking me up, being like, hey, it's in your town. Why don't you come out? Nice. And I was like, all right, I'll come out. And getting to walk the aisle then was awesome. Right. But like this time, like being the only person walking the aisle and like that audience reaction is for you. Right. Like, I'll tell you, you haven't lived until 20,000 people want you to die. <laughs> there's, there's no feeling like that. Like, they're literally like, yo, bully, kill him, please. Like, just destroy him right now right. in this ring. For my amusement, please just destroy him. And I'm just like, wow. oh, boy. So I didn't know it was going to go down that way. I didn't know what was going to happen, man. Really? Like, okay. I'm, all right. I got to be as clear as possible. Like, sure. We did the, they did the run in and they were like, okay, when you come to do this, you got to get your redemption at right. the big show, okay. you know? And I was like, oh, wow, I get to get my redemption at MSG right. because he chased me off at the, at the anniversary show. Right. All right. So we start leading into it, you know, um, 
I got really mad. So I, I was like, you know, it was like it felt real to me. So I, I was like, you know what? This dude really embarrassed me up there. Right. So I wrote this long post about, man, never meet your heroes. Oh, this guy's a piece of garbage. And like, he just gave you like two words, like shut up, nerd, or something like that. And sure. it just like shut me down. Like, oh! oh. And like, and I was like, oh, no, nah, I need, I need, I need my redemption. So. Uh, storyline kayfabe wise was me begging ROH to be like give me another chance and I'm gonna do my song for y'all and then ROH brass agrees and so I get my chance at MSG I show up that day we still have no plan for what I'm gonna do (laughs) I'm gonna play my song am I gonna get cut off am I I don't know right right um maybe 30 maybe 40 minutes before I'm going out boy pulls me aside he says hey man what do you want to do Oh. And I was like, ah, I want to play my song. And he's like, look, <laughs> me and you have an issue. And they're going to want me to kill you. Mm. Like, this is New York. It's my yes. town. Like, they're going to want me to kill you. So you can do it one of two ways. You can you can be the good guy. You can be the bad guy. Right. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. Like, because they're going to want me to kill you. And and then he's like, I'm going to go eat. And we'll talk about it afterwards. So right. now I'm just thinking about this. Like, um... <laughs> how do I want this to go? Like, you know what I mean? You want the redemption story. Yay! You're raising your hand. So initially when I was told the story, Bully would come to the ring wanting to challenge somebody. Flip Gordon would answer his challenge. Right. Flip would come out. Everybody loves Flip. Yep. Problem was, in the weeks leading up to that, news got out that Flip was going to be the guy. Oh. And so it starts to leak on all the dirt sheets. Of course. Now, now... Uh, ROH, because they don't want to be exactly what the dirt sheet said they're going to be, mm. they decide to add a double turn, cross, double cross mix up into it. Okay. So they do this thing where, like, um, I think somebody gets beat up backstage. Was it Flip? I don't know. Uh, so right before my, right before I went out, they okay. show somebody getting beat up backstage. Right. And they're like, all right, well, it's not going to be Flip then. And so, and I'm like, so what's supposed to happen? And then they come back to me, like, well, we don't know. It's going to turn into some weird hardcore match. So that's what happened. Wow. It wound up being like a four-way hardcore match. I think they just kind of overbooked the situation, and I was completely lost in the shuffle. Sure. So they're like, look, man, we got to shit-can you. We got to just get you out of the ring. Of course. So that we can actually have a match. And yeah. I was just like, all right, well. <laughs> uh, so I, he's like, but look, worst-case scenario, you got to walk the aisle at Madison Square Garden. How many people can say that? True. And I was like, all right. I can't be mad about that, like, but but I didn't come all this way for this, did I? Yeah. And like, look, man, you're here. So what do we gotta do? <laughs> like, I literally came from another country. I was in, uh, I was in the UK on tour. Oh wow! And uh, and I asked them, and I was like, well, I want to do the show, but I'm going to be coming from friggin' London, right. like. And they were like, no, it's fine. And they got me a flight and everything. And I was like, oh, cool, okay. I felt like a celebrity. So I showed up, I rode the bus with the guys, like, like I stayed in the town hotel, like, I really felt like one of the boys, it was great. <laughs> uh, so they treated me very well, I will say that, and like, for me to be a completely, a complete nobody in the world of wrestling, right. you know, to be able to be treated that well was awesome to me. And so we get in the ring, and I mean, you saw it, um, I say, I'm about to play a song, boom, <laughs> like, instantly. Yes. Ooh, ah! <laughs> and like it, 
this is very difficult for me oh, as a performer. Of course. You know, because as a wrestler, I mean, you're probably, you know, you're used to getting booed. I've right. never been booed before. <laughs> so, like, I'm looking directly in people's eyes. Like, right. I'm looking at you. And they're like, you suck! Get out of here! Oh, you my suck. God. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so there's some moments during oh. this thing where I'm, like, legit interacting with people. So that well, I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be a short song. Don't worry, it won't. I won't be long. Like I'm talking to this one guy who's just like oh. livid at me, and I'm just like in the mic. I think I did. I was like, yeah, it'll be real quick. It'll be over soon, you know. <laughs> like, right. And um, I get in the ring, do my thing, and I just hear like to the point where I can't even hear the music, God. and I'm just like, yo, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, bully, please save me because like right. I need something. And so in the moment. I was like, well, one thing I, I feel like Bully was very helpful with me, but it was one thing he didn't he didn't want me to do was to show him up in New York. Uh, so I thought that was fair, you know, whatever, okay. like respect the business, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. But like, you know, everybody everybody hates the idea of being shown up by a non wrestler. You know mm. what I'm saying? So me getting the best of him in New York was not in his plans at all. <laughs> so I knew that going in. Right. And he's like, he cuts me off. He's like, oh, man, these people are telling me that they want me to kill you, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so they're calling you an asshole, blah, blah, blah. And he shoves me. Right. And he did that before. We did that total thing before yes. in Vegas. And I was like, well, nobody wants to see the same exact thing happen. Right. So I was like, I got to get at least a little bit of my own comeuppance. <laughs> so I go into business for myself. Oh, no. By standing up to him, right. I get up and I'm just like, and there's a moment where we're face to face and I'm yes. like, <sighs> <laughs> and I only wanted to do it long enough so people could get a photo of me standing ah, up to him. That's okay. all I was thinking. Sure. Like, I'm not going to punch you. I'm not going to low blow you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pick up a chair. Like, I'm not trying to get over. Right. I just wanted a moment where I proved to the world that I wasn't scared. Yes. <laughs> So I get up, you know, we huff and puff. And, like, at that same exact moment, he says, are you ready? And I was like, <laughs> oh, God, ready for what? Oh, like, no. we hadn't talked about this. Yeah. He just said, are you ready? And I, I kind of nod my head, like, all right. And then he shoves me again. And then he pulls his chain from off of his <sighs> neck because I didn't fall down. I didn't sell. I didn't whatever. Right. And, and I remember him telling me before the show, like, I'm going to do what I have to do to get you out of the ring so we can go on with the show. Like, he's like, I can't tell you, even before the show, he's like, I can't tell you what I'm going to say to you. I can't tell you what I'm going to do to you. Right. It's all going to happen organically. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. oh, God. And sure enough, when he pushed me and I didn't fall, right. I went into the turnbuckles, he pulls out the chain. Over around his neck and begins to like swing it, and right. I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> what the hell? I signed up for this!" No, and I'm like, "So, no. I duck down and quickly roll out of the ring." Right. Now, if I didn't do that, he would have beat the shit out of me. Like I have I no, so. absolutely no doubt in my mind that he would have blacked out and just done what he had to do to get me a god of that moment. So I knew, all right, I had my moment. I stood up, <laughs> and I'm out. Like, we're not going to fight on TV. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I didn't come here for this. And <laughs> I ducked, and I rolled out. 
and the crowd's booing because they didn't. I didn't get to get thrown through a table. And that's what they really wanted to do is put me through a table. Of course. And um, <laughs> I asked. I was like, well, put me through a table. He's like, oh, you didn't sign any waivers. I can't do that. You didn't oh, sign a liability form. If you right. break it back, I can't, you know. And I'm like, oh, man. And so, <laughs> yeah, so I have to limp away, like, you know, and somebody yeah. in the crowd was like, oh, you're not going to the garden anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Some oh, other fan was like, yeah, you should have known this was going to happen. Ha, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like. It was it was just a great moment, man. I was so like just like the electricity was just going through me, you know what I mean? Where it's like, wow, like now I understand that whole idea where your people are like, Oh, it didn't hurt at that moment. Right. Because I could see that. Like I could have been thrown off the freaking top rope on my neck and not yeah. felt it, you know, because of that adrenaline that was going on in that place. So oh man, it was just unbelievable, man. Like uh, I'm definitely thankful for the moment, you know, like the opportunity, but I still, yeah. I owe the Blue Meanie and I owe Bully Ray, so <laughs> don't get it twisted. Um, y'all are on my radar for revenge, and, uh, and I will have my day. Now, what gave you more nerves, coming out to Madison Square Garden or performing live for the first time? Hmm. Uh, I think Madison Square Garden. Like, I get nervous every time I perform, oh, whether it's okay. the first or the 10,000. <laughs> so... Being in that different world and being a wrestling fan, like we know, we know wrestling fans. We know fandom, we know wrestling culture, and we yep. know that wrestling fans don't like non wrestlers exactly. taking up precious wrestling time. Yep. You know, and I don't care if I was freaking Bruce Springsteen, like he might have <laughs> got booed in there. You know, like it's it's just a different thing, you know, like wrestling fans hate musicians or, or non wrestlers. Yep. So, um, so I knew, you know, like that it was going to be something and being in front of that many people who didn't know me, like normally I get on the stage and I'm like, Oh, I get, I get 15, 20, 30 minutes to warm you up to me. Yeah. No, I don't, I, I get 30, I got like 45 seconds tops, you know <laughs> what I mean? And, and there's no time for them to get to know me, you know? So it's exactly. literally getting like thrown to the wolves and, uh, I was, man, I've never been that nervous before. So what do you do to hype yourself up before performing? Because I've mentioned it on the show before. Every time I have an interview with someone, I have my hype list, so to speak, on Spotify. I pop it on. I just listen to it for a good 10, 15 minutes, and it gets me in the mood. So do you have anything sort of like that, too? Mm, I do. I have hype music playlists that I play. Um, but most of the time, I need complete silence. So oh, like if I'm in a, the opposite. If I'm okay. in like a green room with a bunch of homies, like I got to step out. I got to take a quick walk, oh. put on some headphones or something to okay. go meditate. Um, I need, yeah, complete silence usually. It's like I need this time to kind of focus. Also take like a really big number two. And, um, <laughs> and usually then I hit the stage, but it never fails. When somebody says, hey, you're on in five minutes or hey, we're starting in five instant nerves like just every time first time to the last time and uh but yeah if i don't get those routines in though then it's really bad like i'm just like i'm off off whack you know it might take me two or three songs to get back to normal you know oh no of course we all have our thing that we do right and now i gotta ask you got any nerd groupies (laughs) oh god no really there are no nerd groupies. No, um, don't don't be fooled by what people say. Uh, if anything, I mean, if you can call it that, I mean, there 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 are there are super fans. I will say that. Okay. There are people that come to every city. There's people who come to every show. There's people who comment on everything. Yeah. Um, 
but usually it's because of like a very emotional connection that you made with them that they don't that I don't know about. You know, it's like, well, you know, a song that I made touched them or this and that. But no, I don't want you to think it's like women waiting in the dressing room. Right. No, no, so, none of that at all. Most of my fans are dudes, and um, <laughs> you know, and and I love dudes, but you know, so yeah, it's it's, but it's not like that. Most of them have a have a, a very high level of dignity, self respect. So they're not uh, they're not putting themselves out there like that. So you've never had anyone like flash you while you've been performing or run up on stage and try and hug you? Nothing weird like that? Um, oh, I've had both of those things happen, actually. Oh, okay. Um, I, did a, uh, I did this thing where I freestyle for the crowd. And it's always like a crowd pleaser. It wins them over. It's like I rap about whatever they're holding up in the air oh, or whatever okay, nice. talking about. And we do it all impromptu. And uh, one time, this guy has a girl on his shoulders. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, everybody, take something out, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "But you, you got a comb, and you, you got a cell phone, and you got a something." And then this girl's like, just takes her top off, like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, and you don't have a top on, you know?" Uh, so like, she's. <laughs> I've seen a few times where that happened. Like some girl, like just like pulled her bra out, like from her sleeve, and right. like handed it to me on stage. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I've definitely seen wild times like that. I remember that was in San Diego. I'll never forget. <laughs> the girl just was like, "Woo!" And I'm like, "Oh my!" You know. Uh, but it makes for fun times. Like I, the, the the freestyle is usually like a, a comedy bit, you know. So it's like just trying to get the uh. best reaction from people. So it's always like coming up with a funny thing and it's like oh i never seen that before or whatever you know so it uh it's always fun but yes i've seen that happen a couple times uh, one thing i noticed about your music too is that when you put a theme or like sort of speak like uh, a wrestler's entrance or something from a video game you rap about that specific theme do you ever think of like taking say a wrestler's theme and then rapping about something else mm, i have not thought about that um i don't know that's something I would, I don't know. Yeah. I have not really thought about that. I was thinking that the other day, because like when I listen to these themes and stuff, I'm always like, well, maybe it doesn't have to be at that specific, but that's just kind of yeah. the way my mind works, uh, where I always like to connect them, right. you know? But I, I think about that all the time. Like, okay, well, this could just be a song about, I don't know, video games, but also on the Macho Man theme or something. Um, right. But yeah, I think that's the way my mind works is I like to keep it connected. You know, I always work within concepts. Most of my albums are a, a, a specific concept, and then I usually stay within that for the whole time. So, uh, but yeah, that's something I will think about for the future, though. And I'm sure you get a ton of requests. People probably fill your DMs with, do this, do that, do this. What's been the most requested that you haven't done yet, or that you can't do for whatever reason? Uh, Mega Man X has been the most requested. Oh. Everyone wants me to do some Mega Man X rapping. Right. But I don't know if um, I don't know if those songs fully translate into rap tracks because I like that. I would like to do uh, that more. See, it makes but sense. yeah, but uh, but uh, but they're really like hard rock tracks. <laughs> you know what gotcha. I mean? And it's, I've had a hard time making them sound good as rap tracks. So if I get more time, I would like to try again. But I, I tried. So people keep asking me, like, when's the Mega Ran X thing happening, you know? Uh, but to me, the old school 8-bit tracks, because they're a little more sparse, they have a little more less going on in them, they work better as hip-hop samples. But when the song already has drums in it, already has, you know, 
hi hats already has high heavy guitars. It's hard to be creative with it. Oh. I would be stuck within what's what's already there, you know. So that's that's that would be the one. It's Mega Man X. Has any companies hit you with a cease and desist or anything? No, I mean oh, I've okay. gotten like copyright strikes, but never a cease and desist. I got lucky with Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to cease and desist me, but they actually sent me a letter being like, hey, uh, we love your stuff, oh, you wow. know? And I'm just like, what? You love my stuff? Like, you know who I am, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, so it's always been that way instead of the worst way. Because that's nice. I think what helps a lot, you know, not I'm going to knock on all the wood, but, right. but I think what helps with a, a lot of what I do is that it's, um, it's clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I think having clean wraps helps a lot of these companies to make a decision to be like, oh, well, you know, how often do you find clean wrap? You know, uh, they think it's well done. They're like, oh, well, it isn't just somebody just slapping it together. He's a true fan of it because he's able to reference it and things like that. So I've been lucky, honestly, with that. Now I got to throw my two cents. I got one from the <laughs> video game and one from wrestling, okay? If you've okay. done it or if it's been on the player, you can't do it. No problem. I won't get offended, like I said. So for wrestling, I would love someone to do a rap over Io Shirai's entrance. Mm, it's a great theme. I love it. And I love Io Shirai. Like, she's awesome. And for yeah. video games, I'm going to go way off the wall. I don't know if you're familiar with this game. It was on the NES. I don't know if it's called MC Kids or McKids, the McDonald's game that was like a side <laughs> platformer. McKids, yes. Um, I never played it, though. Oh, but you're missing yeah, out. You know... I, I remember it being a McDonald's-based game or something like that. But, yeah, I've never played it. But, dang, I might have to check it out. All right. I mean, I mean listen, to what? but what theme would you like? Like, what music did you like from it? Like, the, was it like the title screen? Did you like, like certain levels? It was certain levels. Like, I actually had an episode of, uh, I'd run down my favorite five soundtracks from video games, and it was on it, and I actually put in some samples from, and I can't remember which ones it was, but... There's a few that are so, it's like, it's again, it's that pure 8-beat track. Like, you know what I mean? That is, mm -hmm. you could just bob your head to sort of like Mega Man, sort of like Super Mario and stuff like that. So I I, I think you would like it if you've never heard it. All right. I'm going to check it out. Like, I remember seeing it like in the Blockbuster. Yes. Or whatever. That's where I saw and, it. Uh, but yeah, like I never like tried it. So I will, I'm going I'm to check it out. I do, I'm going to have to do it next Throwback Thursday. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'll, I'll be checking it out for sure then. And now, nice. before we get into the dumbass of the week, and I let you go, one last question: If you weren't allowed, or if there was no hip hop, do you think you'd still be involved in music? And what genre would it be? Wow, hmm. that's a good question. Um, yeah, I'd probably be like an EDM producer. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Um, I really do like dance music, you know, and programming, and um, you know, use a lot of the same tools to create. Um, I'd be an EDM. Uh, guy, yeah, perfect. I'll be, I'll be one of those guys twisting knobs. <laughs> but now, would you have like one of those big heads or big sunglasses or have some kind of persona like they do? Oh yeah, I wear a Mega Man helmet. So oh what? shit, exactly. <laughs> Great answer. All right, ready for the dumbass? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, well, we grew up in the same era, so you're probably familiar with this. We know what crank calling is a lot of kids used to do this back in the day you call someone some of the famous ones you call is your fridge running yes you better go catch it ha ha, ha. you hang up like you know what i mean stuff like that 
<laughs> Pretty much dad jokes nowadays, right? Right. Okay. Have you ever heard of or have done the pizza one where you call a pizza and deliver it to someone? No. No? I've never done that. Okay, you've never done it, but I'm assuming you've heard of it, right? I've heard of it, though. Okay, this one literally takes the cake. Uh, the dedication and for someone to do this. Okay, so the dumbass isn't the person who's receiving, obviously, the pizzas. It's the person doing it. And this person they never found yet. And it's somewhere in Belgium. And <laughs> for nine straight years, this poor man was getting pizzas delivered to him on a regular basis. <laughs> nine years. Nine years. Wow. Now, first... He never had to pay for one. They were always paid for. Nine years. Second, they would come at any time of day. It wasn't like a set regime. So you know it wasn't just like some robot doing it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And third, two neighbors down, he ends up finding out five years later that they were getting the same thing. But they were getting other types of food instead. It wasn't just pizza. Okay. So now, was this out of hatred or was this out of love? What do you think? Uh, nine years? Nine years! I think this is out of love. Like, maybe somebody that he told, you know, that he really liked pizza, and they were just like, you know, they decided to keep giving him food. I don't understand this at all. Neither do I! Yeah, that sounds crazy. That's such a waste of money. Alright, so nine years. How often? Was it like every month or every couple weeks? Let's see here. Okay, just to put in perspective, um, he would always refuse it, so he never actually ate them so oh, he didn't even even take the pizzas he was saying that sometimes it'd be at two in the morning sometimes one in the morning at one point 14 pizzas showed up at once <laughs> okay so this this person is obviously pranking him he said he did the math for 10 deliveries that showed up within a week so there you go there's your answer so 10 10 deliveries within a week wow he said okay. it would cost 510 dollars for someone to do this weekly wow so yeah, that's it. It can't be somebody pranking because, like, who has that kind of money to screw around? Like, uh, that's weird. No, I feel sorry for him because now he was saying that he was he couldn't sleep. He was having phobias. Every time someone would walk by, he would think it was another pizza. Like, it oh, literally God. destroyed this man's life for nine years. Wow. Well, there's worse. There's worse freaking PTSD to have <laughs> than a pizza delivery coming. Like, I wish I had that phobia. Like, oh no, is it pizza coming? <laughs> Like, no, man, like, if it is, then eat it. Uh, That's so weird, man. So, okay, so you're saying these pizzas were paid for. Yes. But he never took them. He never took them. So who ate them? He just sent them back, and I guess whatever. I guess it would go to the employees probably at the end of their shift. What? (laughs) That's nuts, dude. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I guess that would get really annoying. If you have to keep saying, look, man, it's not mine. Like, stop. Leave me alone. It's not mine. And then tomorrow, the same thing happens. You're like, no, stop. I said it's not mine. Yeah, that would be very frustrating. Like, I, I kind of feel for him. <laughs> like, uh, that's that's really strange, man. I don't know who would waste that kind of money. Well, you know? How like, about this? I just thought of something. How about if it was an employee that was doing this? And then he would he wouldn't call it in obviously because you probably could bypass the system and punch it in or whatever. And then thinking that he knows he's they're going to refuse it, then he brings it back and they all get free pizza every night, and that's how he eats. <laughs> oh, you know you might be right. That that's probably what happened. I think they got an order from someone one time, and then it happened. They got the refusal, and then he learned like, oh snap! When people refuse it, we all get to eat. So I'm gonna just do this once a day. <laughs> 
I, I think that could have happened. Or does it go deeper? Because uh, to finish the, the article here, it says that the police have been involved and they cannot crack this case and they have no leads. <laughs> really? That's, oh, man. Right? I just, I just don't understand. So, like, who's calling? Like, uh, can't you trace the call? Like, right? I don't know. That's what I'm telling you. It's a, it's, it's a bigger thing involved. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. This is a big, deep, deep, dark criminal link. <laughs> now, wouldn't it be exciting if this guy got video games delivered to him on a weekly basis from a stranger? <laughs> right? Right? That would be dope. If it was Chinese food, I'd be all for it, man. Oh, there I love go. Chinese food. <laughs> same here. Same here. All right, Megaran, thank you for your time. You could uh, plug all your shit where people could find you, any upcoming projects. Take as much time as you want. Floor's all yours, my friend. Steve, I appreciate you. Um, so this is where you can find me. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Mega underscore Ran. Instagram, Mega underscore Ran. Twitter, Mega Ran. It looks like Meg Ryan when you look at it real <laughs> close. If you're not careful, you're going to be like, oh, I thought that said Meg Ryan. Yeah, I know. I've heard that before. Um, Megaran.com is where you can find all my stuff. MegaRanMusic.com is where you can find, you guessed it, music. <laughs> and MegaRan Merch, which is where you can get, you know, merch. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm mostly on Twitter, though. But, you know, I will always love to hear from you. So if you, uh, you want to holler, come say hello. Then uh, come say hello. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show. Listen to those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, it helps me out. And obviously, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. One last question. All right. In a perfect world. Actually, no, I want to know this. You have a podcast that we didn't even touch on. That's now, correct. When you first started, it was you telling stories and so-called random encounters, like it's so entitled. Now, you're interviewing people. Why the shift? Well, I just got bored of talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what it was. But it, it actually is going to come back. So what I'm going to do is do both. So there will be times when I have new stories to tell. But I realized that, one, I was giving away a lot of content that I want to put in my book. Oh, so as gotcha. I was writing, I'm glad you asked me this. Nobody's asked me this. Um, I've been writing a book and it's like a memoir oh. and it's not like my entire story, okay. but it's going to be a lot of my story. So mm. what I'm going to do is make sure that those stories go in the book. So that's why right. I stopped. I might even delete earlier issues, just or episodes, because wow. they're going to sound similar to my uh, like audio book. Right, right. You know, when it, when it comes time for me to audio book it. So I didn't want to create uh, a situation where I was doing the same thing twice. Mm. And that is always, like we say, like as a creative, you want to do something new. So doing something new was my plan. So I was like, oh, well, now I can just talk to people mm. that are, you know, interesting to me. And get their random encounters. So that happened mm. probably once once quarantining started. Right. I just wanted to see how other people were handling quarantine. And then from there, we just went into some some bigger stuff. And that's how the podcast has transformed. Nice. And my original question I wanted to ask, what's your favorite sports game of all time? NBA Jam. Thank you. Me too, my friend. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I see that game, I have to play it. Like, I got to get in. I got I to gotta go play it. <laughs> 
Well, you know what? You should check out our, if you haven't already, is the NBA Jam book. I actually had the author on the podcast as well, and there's some great stories. I literally read it in two days. It's such a great. Oh movie. yeah, he sent me the book. It's awesome. I haven't started yet, but okay. it's. I I went through like the intro, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm into this. So I can't wait till I get into it. Perfect. On that note, he's Megaran. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Peace.